welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to Pure Finesse with the boys, Jacob Murgis and Malcolm Govius, who happen to be the head on shows of the Pure Finesse Sports Podcast family. Malcolm, all the sports are running rampant now. We are a week and a half into the NHL season. NBA full slates on it. UFC first first pay per view of 2021. AFC AFC NFC Championship games. And baseball signing season is on. Where do we start, my friend? Uh, we're going to start with the NHL right off the bat. And today there's been some big news out of Columbus and Winnipeg. Pierre-Luc Dubois and a 2022 third-round pick heading to Winnipeg in return for Patrick Laine and Jack Ros- Roslevic. Uh, both of both, Jack Roslevic signed a two-year deal with the Blue Jackets right away. And Laine's already talking contract right now with the team. Um, do you think this is a good deal for both teams, or you think it's leaned one way or another? Oh, I think I had to change my shorts after I heard that this trade was happening because I think it's great for both sides. You know, Pierre, Pierre-Luc Dubois has been uh, – the last game he played was denounced as the laziest shift in hockey history. Yeah. But the minutes he was getting from Torch, you know, kind of like a normal game for myself, with three minutes, 35 seconds on the ice. Uh, you've seen, at least in the bubble, what Pierre-Luc Dubois got on ice time and Torch just lighting him up with every chance he got with the melt that he has. So it was just a very tumultuous situation for PLD in Columbus. And Lionel's point of view, right? They didn't want to re-sign him to a long-term extension, so he's kind of betting on himself at the bridge till he signed. And he's for what he's getting paid right now, just over $3 million per season, is an absolute bargain for the kind of stature that he brings to a team. So he is up for a contract next year or I should say after the season and PLD just signed for a two year extension with Columbus in just a couple of weeks ago in December. So I think it benefits both sides, right? So Winnipeg, you got your number one center. You don't really need number one center, but him and Shifley are going to be absolutely lethal. Yeah. And Columbus, you know, they're kind of starving for, they're kind of starving for some goals and Patrick Lane is an instant 30 goal guy in a regular 82 game season, but you're not going to get that this year, obviously. I also be resigned to Columbus because I really have my doubts if he's going to be going back to CBJ. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think uh, Winnipeg was the right fit for Line. Ever since he got drafted, he took criticisms right off the bat because he had to be compared with Austin Matthews, and Austin Matthews on a different level of Line for sure. Hate to say that as a Canadians fan, but it's true. Um, we're going to go into the division leaders now, and I want to ask after if you have any surprises about who you think is leading their division. Uh, first in the Central, you have Tampa Bay, which is I think a lot of people expected. Um, in the east, we have Washington. Uh, in the north, it's a tie between Montreal and Toronto, our two favorite teams here. And in the Pacific, it's Vegas and Minnesota. Uh, and all, let alone, it's only been like five games, a few games for each team. So it's not nothing set in stone already. It's just a week or two in. Um, first of all, I just want to say that the fact Montreal hasn't lost in the regulation yet, had to get some BS calls against Toronto and whatnot. Uh could have been another win there would be clear cut number one um i'm surprised though more about washington i know they're a good team um they have a good bunch of good players but i didn't think that they'd be first right off the bat i thought they'd have some struggles but right now they're proving that they're proving everyone wrong well let's just pump the brakes on washington for a second because two of the five games were against the buffalo sabers so let's yeah. just pump the brakes on that one and it's the only game they haven't played, I'm sure the biggest news out of Washington was not for their record, but it's for the four guys that are going to be missing at least four games. Yeah. With them being Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Sam Sonov being out for COVID. And I don't know if you heard, but one of the four of those guys actually have it. So they haven't said who, if it's either Kuzi, Ovi, Orlov, or Sam Sonov, but one of the four 
well, that tested positive for COVID. Well, actually, Washington said, well, Ovechkin's wife came out and said that Ovechkin and Orloff both have antibodies for the coronavirus. So oh, it's Kuzi or Samsonov. Exactly. So, but the other team that sticks out to me, what you just read as the top teams in each division, the Minnesota Wild, like four and one. Yeah. It's kind of unbelievable. Like, I think a lot, including myself, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I wrote off the Minnesota Wild coming in for this oh, season because I couldn't name you a player on this team except for this sensational rookie, Kenil Kaprizov, who's playing yeah. unbelievable hockey right now. Exactly. Should, uh, right now, should be the front runner for rookie of the year, the Calder, because yeah. he's been playing some sensational hockey. Best player on the Wild, without okay. a question. Uh, they lost Devin Dubnik in the offseason, so their star goalie for a number of years. He's not there right now, and they're somehow four and one in a very, uh, I shouldn't say very good Pacific division, but they're Vegas and Colorado both in that division. Those two are arguably a top three best odds to win the cup. Exactly. And like you said, Kaprizov, he, like people were saying that he's making it exciting for Minnesota hockey again, for people to go, not to go watch games, but to turn on the channel and put on some Minnesota wild hockey because he's lighting it up. They're four and one tied with Vegas. And that's one of the teams that, you know, has ever since they entered the league is always good. So the fact that they're up there is awesome. I want to keep talking about the North division for a second. And I think the yeah. team that's kind of pooping the bed right now is Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people are disappointed in the play of Vancouver. You know, Elias Patterson hasn't scored a goal yet for Vancouver, and he's supposed to be your best goal scorer in five games in. It's kind of a whatever. And especially with the sprint of a 56-game season, there's really no room for any droughts, especially exactly. to start off the season. And the goaltending situation is a bit shaky there too. You know, Brain Holpe coming off the best or the worst statistical year of his career. Yep. And Thatcher Demko, you know, a lot of people were high on him coming into this season. So including myself, I'm not going to, again, not sure quote it because I think they believed in him once they let Markstrom go, right? Because they're not going to re-sign him. And Demko showed flashes of brilliance in the bubble last playoffs. Yeah. And he just really hasn't proven it so far. So I think there's a lot more pressure mounting on Travis Green in Vancouver right now. And yeah. kind of, I feel, feel bad for Travis Green because a lot of good core players left Vancouver this year. And he's up for a contract next season. And he played, he coached that team really well last year. And he's kind of getting the short end of the stick by management because he deserves to get some cash. And if they suck, he ain't getting it. Yeah, I think they, right now, they're looking to be one of those bottom teams not making it in. Uh, they got clapped by Montreal 7-3 after that thriller Archibald. back and forth. Yeah, after that thriller back and forth and Toffoli winning. Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, Toffoli getting three goals against them was insane. Or if even four, I think, or maybe five. Maybe, maybe his fifth in two games he got against his former team, which is insane. Um, but like you said, their goaltending hasn't been great. I think they're letting in like four goals a game and they're just not getting that scoring on the other end. So they need to find a way to get some scoring power. Um, <laughs> one team that finally got to play because of COVID, COVID protocols was the Dallas Stars. And they came out and dismantled the Nashville Predators. Um, it was pretty easy win for them. I didn't expect it. I thought they'd be pretty lazy because, hey, they didn't play a game. I thought they're going to be tired. But I guess since they're well rested, Nashville already played their games. They came out and won. So it was good to see that Dallas is going to be a good team. Um, they're one of those teams that's always making that push for the cup, even last year making the Stanley Cup, obviously. And they're always a big contender. One thing, this is a big topic, and I know you, you probably agree with me on this, is we're going to talk about Vancouver again in Montreal. Tyler Myers he absolutely just took off the head of Joel Armia and there's been no punishment for it. It was clear. The video showed it. 
uh, in previous years, the NHL has gone back, looked at this, and find people, find players, suspended players. For this, nothing. Uh, what do you think, Tyler Myers deserved a punishment here? One hundred percent. Yeah, it was dirty, straight to the head. I understand how he escaped with the zero suspension. I guess they thought the match penalty was severe enough as a penalty, not even a fine, absolutely zero from Tyler Myers. And you know, it would have been detriment. Like Vancouver's already having a uh, an awful start to the season. If they would have lost Tyler Myers for a couple of games, that would have been brutal because they already yeah. lost. They're without Alex Edler. They're without Travis Hamannick right now. And if they lost Tyler Myers, you know, I mean, you might as well just pack in the sticks and leave. But uh, Montreal's got the real shit. You know, I'm sure oh, we got the right calls again. The Leafs got the right calls last Wednesday against the Has. Blah blah blah. blah. And then they get. I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say about how all oh, the refs are against Montreal's side with y'all and me and not getting some justice from Tyler Meyer. Yeah, the most hated team. I, I feel like I just hit, I'm a fan of the most hated teams in all sports Pittsburgh Steelers, Montreal Canadiens, Boston Celtics. Everyone likes to criticize them. The, the Boston Red Sox, everyone likes to criticize them. I don't know. Maybe I just like the enthusiasm and just those players who just come out and just are cocky, like Chase Claypool and Juju Smith Schuster. But we're going to stick to hockey. Big, big, uh, kind of big news. Tim Stutzel, uh, Stutzel uh, is on IR with a minor injury, a minor injury. We knew this a few, few days ago that he had a minor injury, but he was just placed on IR today. I don't think it's really anything to worry about for Ottawa. Um, I think it was a shoulder injury or something. Uh, he should be back with it was curling with the boys that yesterday in practice. So, I mean, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, I think he'll be fine then. <laughs> Well, we got UFC tonight, which is going to be the hottest topic on Saturday night's slate of sports action. And the main event is the second installment of Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier in the lightweight division. Conor McGregor, first fight since January of 2020 when he dismantled Cowboy Cerrone in just under four, just over 40 seconds. And Dustin mm-hmm. Poirier, you know, he's the number two lightweight rank in the world. And he's having, he's got some pretty good records on his name. He's fought much more recent than Conor McGregor, got more bigger names that he's won against, you know, Max Holloway. I don't know if you caught that on Saturday, landing the most significant strikes in UFC history, just over 140. Yeah. yeah. He's beat Justin Gaethje, who happens to be, who happens to be the last opponent for Khabib Nurmagomedov. And he took Dan Hooker to the distance as well, which was a win. So Dustin Poirier, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Dustin Poirier going into tonight, just because of Conor McGregor yeah. being the notorious one, Conor yeah. McGregor. Who do you have winning this one? So uh, if we last night we were talking here among our roommates talking about the fight tonight, what's going to happen? Big uh, UFC analysts down there. Yeah, Cameron thinks that uh, McGregor wins. Well, I mean, he like strokes off Irish whiskey like it's not tomorrow. Come on now. Yeah, but he thinks second round knockout. We have second. a little bet. He, he and we have a little bet going if it happens. Whatever he thinks, second round knockout for McGregor. I think first round knockout for McGregor tonight. I think he's going to come in, prove himself. He's going to just attack Poirier. Poirier's not going to know what's coming. And then Torius won. What a fuck is Mayweather. He will come in and give him that one-two Mayweather. Like it's nothing in the three-four McGregor. It's over. It's over. So McGregor is obviously the betting favorite going into this one because uh-huh. of your fans. Fans like yourselves who just love the name Conor McGregor. Love it. They don't really look into it very much. You know, McGregor's gone off two two-year layoffs previously yeah. before having yeah. another year layoff before this fight. So McGregor yeah. has fought four three times in the last five years to put in perspective. That's all he needs. And first of all, Dustin Poirier and McGregor have fought once before and it ended in a minute and 46 seconds for Conor McGregor in a knockout. So 
Dustin Poirier, I think, is going to have a lot more poise than what he had previously because yeah. I think we know what to expect from Conor McGregor now. And I think a lot of people are high on him just because of how good he dismantled Cowboy Cerrone. But Cowboy good. Cerrone is no opponent to Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, he's Cerrone's been in and out. He's way past his prime. He's an absolute legend in the sport. So he'll be definitely in the Hall of Fame very shortly. But Conor McGregor has not fought anybody well-rounded and won since 2016 when he dismantled Jose Aldo. So I, I don't see any scenario. I'm sorry to a lot of the fans who are big Conor McGregor fans. Bet Dustin Poirier tonight, everybody. You know, he's a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Do I make some cash? Bet on Dustin Poirier as he's winning this fight. And it's going to go the distance. There'll be no knockouts. There'll be no submissions. It is going to go to the scorecards. And Dustin Poirier is going to be the victor. And the only way, the only way Conor McGregor wins this fight is by knockout because McGregor he has not gone into the championship rounds in, again, five years. Because if, you know, to the casual UFC fan, main events are going to be five rounds. And the usual fight is three. And mm -hmm. his fights usually don't last into three rounds rather than Dustin Poirier's, who usually go the distance or end in third to fourth round. McGregor's known for the knockouts in the first, second rounds. I don't see any scenario of that happening tonight. And if it goes the distance, you're seeing Poirier and his hot sauce win tonight. I just want to say that uh, when McGregor wins in the first round in a knockout, just get your proper 12 ready. Get it ready. Everyone's going to be drinking some proper 12 tonight because McGregor's bringing home the championship. My money's on Poirier. Done and oh, happened. Mine's on McGregor. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to go to the NBA now. And the Nets' big three, we've been talking about this team. Uh, they got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant now. Those big three lethal offensive weapons. But a liability on defense because they lost uh, back two to back straight games to your Cleveland. To Cleveland, the Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Jay's a big Cleveland fan, but he didn't watch the game. He wanted to watch Matthews and McDavid. He wouldn't want to watch up. the big Best three two players in the NHL against Best his team. two players in he the missed, NHL. He missed the. And was it on regular was television? This. Was it on regular television? No. Google NBA streams. Last night, Sportsnet one. Last night, you better believe I was watching the Nets and Cavs. Just you missed the greatest game of the season. Colin Sexton did Colin Sexton like things. Young Bull, he's here. Yes, he's here to you. stay. Young Bull, thank you. I want to hear everybody's real name. Thank you. Twenty straight points in overtimes, nailing threes over Kyrie Irving, over Jeff Green, over KD, the seven foot monster, and he is just he. It was just unbelievable. I did cannot believe it. His game tire in the first overtime over Kyrie. That's a shot that's a hundred percent smothered in two K. Green release, nothing but net, and then he comes in in the overtime he's like let me just hit five more threes guys i'll carry this team and you see isaac akaro and kevin love going crazy on the bench it was awesome but enough of colin sexton and the Cavs. is there an issue with the brooklyn nets do they have to have any concerns right now because of these two back-to-back -back losses they're a defensive like you said defensive liabilities without a question yeah. you know james hard and kyrie irving aren't known for being uh defensive standbys you know they're there to make the points look nice you know they're padding the stats on the other side of the ball so they need some guys that can play some defense right like joe harris i mean he's not known yeah. for defense right he's just a three-point shooter and exactly. they don't really have a center like deandre jordan is a backup center at best i mean and he's an absolute liability him. absolute liability on the free throw line they so, lost jared allen jared allen yeah, was their guy. absolutely torched and that's <laughs> last night with 19 points absolutely exactly. have you know thank you very much yep so and they didn't have kd last night so and KD's yeah. the best player on that team. He should be winning MVP and 
comeback player of the you think, year. You think he, you, he'll win MVP with Absolutely. those two guys by his side? Absolutely. With those two guys by his side, you think question. he wins MVP? Well, I don't think he'll win MVP. I don't think he's deserving of MVP if he has those two guys by his side. And then he I, takes was, some I was watching first take a couple days ago and Kendrick Perkins, former NBA champion Kendrick Perkins, said Love that him. they should think about having Kyrie Irving as a six-man type player, if you can believe that. And that I be a hot take. But it would be a hot take. He did get like 38 points in that first game, 37, 38 points. Um, he was showing like he could ball still. He was out for a little while and he came back and he it's not like he bricked the ball around complete like completely. He was getting his points and he just couldn't close. They couldn't finish. He had that one call against Colin Sexton that was overturned, that offensive foul that should have been an offensive foul, and they called it that. But you know, yes. I don't think a whole lot of people are giving credit to the caps, but I don't think a lot of people are giving that much credit, right? Uh, they have a good roster this year. You know, Darius Garland, Young Bull, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, the rookie, tall. absolutely, absolute stud. Kevin Love is hurt, first of all. I'll have you know, Kevin Definitely. Love is hurt. Not Definitely. even playing right now. Not even playing. Andre Over. Drummond. Um, JaVale, Mc, JaVale McGee, obviously. MVP, Bro, the, MVP of the They, MVP they have Kevin Jared Love. Allen. They have Kevin Love, Larry Nance, um, uh, Jared, Jared Allen, um, Javale McGee, Teddy Osmond, Andre Drummond. Stud. Those guys are all six, eight, and above. They're a big team now. They're a pretty big, like the like, tall team. So I think they're going to be. They're, like I think you know they're great on defense. And if Colin Sexton and Sexland that uh, court can, if they can just go off, I think they'll be a good team this year. Um, they've already won a few good games. I think they're going to be a little sleeper team this year, maybe. With all place in the East right now, nine and eight. Yeah, exactly. Can't sleep on him. Um, but more uh, moving on from that, we have Michael Porter Jr. He's back for the Nuggets. Uh, he played last night after missing 10 straight games because of COVID protocols and getting COVID. COVID. He only got, I think, like seven points. He was, all, yeah, he had COVID. He only had seven points, uh, six boards, and like three assists, I think, off the bench. Um, not bad, but people were expecting more of him because before he was gone, he was lighting it up in those first couple games. Um, out of Toronto, we have Alex Len. He was waived. Uh, I know you're probably heartbroken about this and signs one year deal with the Wiz, with the Wizards. Um, so the Wizards Raptors won four the last five games. Yeah, they have against some bum teams. That's right. Um, Miami as a bum team. Okay. Miami, they got blown out the first game and they won last night because back to back. But before that, they were playing who like Charlotte and who Memphis. Is, is that who they were playing? Well, they beat Charlotte handily. Yeah, they beat Charlotte and Charlotte's okay. Um and, oh, Gordon they were at 38 and seven last night. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's good. That's a team. This is a team game. It's not a solo sport. Like Here here. Devontae Graham at 24 last night. A team game. They have to be consistent. Um, where was I? Donovan Mitchell. He took some harsh criticism from Shaq, and he took it like a champ. Shaq saying, "Like I don't think you're going to be able to take it to that next level." He said that to him straight up in the in the interview. Uh, what do you think about this? Like, what do I you loved think? it. Absolutely love. We talked about it before we came on here. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. You know, Donovan Mitchell hasn't really had much success in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the whole team, Utah as a whole, hasn't really had much success in the playoffs. He's on a max contract. So Shaq's trying to fire him up. You know, there's no such thing as bad criticism in the NBA, right? And especially yeah. coming from one of the greats in Shaq. So I'm sure that's going to light a fire on Donovan Mitchell's ass. And we're going to see him make some pretty good plays this year. Hopefully get past the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, he just brushed it off. It was kind of like, he's like, okay, okay, Shaq, okay. It was pretty good to see. I, I'm happy he didn't like – go back at Shaq or like insult Shaq. He took it and he, that's fuel. That's fuel. He's going to be something else, I think. And then we know with your Cleveland Cavaliers, Kevin Porter Jr. Absolute lockability in the locker room. In the locker room, threw a fit in the locker room, like a toddler. Throwing food. 
throwing food, screaming uh, obscenities at the Kind of like a Malcolm Knight after having a couple of White Claws. Probably, probably. Um, he Might find him in a drawer after, you know. Can you relax? Absolute liability. Malcolm Gobius. Kevin Porter Jr. got traded to the Rockets. For Price a is having a hangover. I'm surprised we're doing this right now, actually. I'm surprised he's in bed, not in bed. I'm I'm 100% right now. Um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, do you think Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be a good fit in Houston if he can get his act together, like his personality stuff? Yeah. He needs to get some, yeah, I was going to say, he needs to get his act together. He's a bit childish. Um, mm-hmm. Top five pick in the draft, so I mean, the talent's yeah. there. He just yeah. got to grow up and be a man instead of being a little boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and obviously the Rockets losing those players, so getting someone back is kind of nice. Yeah, Victor Oladipo's having a pretty nice couple of games for the Rockets right now. He's kind of, after getting the cold shaft in Indiana for whatever reason, uh, he's making it work right now in Houston. Kind of, a, again, not right now, but I do think Houston's going to stink themselves in the playoffs at some point because they have a good team, right? John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Depot, and Christian Wood, man. Poor guy, he's got hurt. He's having an absolute unbelievable season right now for the Rockets. So hopefully he gets back to a quick and speedy recovery. We move to baseball. We got some sad news. Hank Aaron passing away at the age of 86. The true home run king in my mind, you know, because I think there was a rumor that Barry Bonds took steroids. Is that true? I think that's, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. My, my, I think it came up the other day. I might have to look into that a bit more. But uh, what I didn't know is how much racial, racial profiling he had playing the game, you know, growing up in Alabama, didn't really think he was going to be playing baseball. Uh, professionally, but then Jackie Robinson came along in 46 and broke the color barrier. And Hank Aaron is one of the best baseball players to ever grace the earth. And that's why Vince Scully is one of the greatest, greatest broadcasters of all time. It's because when Hank Aaron hit 714 to break Babe Ruth's record, he goes, oh, look at this. A black man getting a standing ovation in the deep south. In the deep south. Who would have thought this would have happened? That's why he's the yeah. GOAT, Vince yeah. Scully. But Hank Aaron is the true home run king. I'm going to buy his jersey on DHK any minute so rest of power king george springer officially signing a six-year 150 million dollar contract with my toronto blue jays this happens to be the largest contract in jays franchise history eclipsing yes. vernon wells with a million dollar contract back in the day when we were just walking in diapers uh you see former world series mv for former world series mvp george springer is going to make a huge impact on the jays absolutely I think I can't believe they got this deal done, honestly, because even like me, I'm a casual baseball fan. I don't watch a bunch of baseball, baseball, but I know George Springer because he's great. And the fact that Jay, he wanted to go to the Jays of all places is crazy. I know the Jays were in the mix for a few players, a few highly like like well, well-known players. Uh, the fact they got one of them is good because they're just coming up now with some good young prospects. And I think adding this guy is going to be really good for them this season. Yeah, one of the other guys he was in, or the Jays were in for was Michael Brantley, the other outfielder for the Astros. George Springer's good buddy. Uh, yeah. Early reports surfaced that he was going to sign with the Jays, right? But they kind of went back on that deal, and he signed a three-year, $32 million contract to re-sign with Houston. I don't mind this at all because the Jays outfield's already pretty stacked. Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez having a breakout season, and Randall Gritchick, who's locked in for the long haul. And they just signed George Springer. So, you know, one of the best outfields in all of the AL. And I think the Jays should be the favorites of the AL East. Really? I absolutely think they should be. Every team has regressed in the AL East, and I'm sure you yeah, can level yeah. with me, Rod Sox fan. But yeah, I wish they would have signed DJ LeMayhew, but he would end up re-signing with the Yankees. But your Red Sox just signed Kike Hernandez to a two-year $14 million contract. You know? Really? Yes. So very versatile infielder, just like kind of the Red Sox hum-ho. Because remember that name, Brock Holt? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Rock Hole 2.0, Kike Hernandez. By the last part in baseball, the Jays happen to be linked to uh, the big maple, James Paxton. You know, pitch for the Yankees, pitch for the Mariners, having a signing caliber season for Seattle. I would absolutely love that if that happened, but that would have two left-handed pitchers with him and Hyun Jin Ryu. So him, Ryu, and hopefully a full season of Nate Pearson, watch out for the Jays next year. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised that, like you said, every other team is kind of going downhill in that division and the Jays are going up. It's only a matter of time. Um, on to the NFL now. We have the AFC Championship games next week. So we're going to get into those in maybe another episode uh, with more depth and everything. But to start off, my Pittsburgh Steelers signing Dwayne Haskins, I think, is not the right move. Maybe, maybe not, uh, but he's going to be competing with Mason Rudolph now for QB2. Do you think he gets QB1. that spot over QB1. QB1. Not getting QB1. Mason or Dwayne, baby. Another year. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that one to start off next season. Can't you? I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. Can't wait. But it should be Dwayne Haskins. You know, he's got the talent, more talent than Mason Rudolph from the Ohio State University. So, and you saw the success he had in Ohio State and, you know, doesn't was thrown into the fire in Washington. So a bit more well-rounded organization in Pittsburgh, I think, gets Dwayne Haskins back on his two feet. Wait, did you want to talk about the title games today? I absolutely right want now? to talk about the title games because it's Green Bay, yeah, let's Tampa just talk Bay. About them now. Let's just talk about the them NFC now. title game. Yeah, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. We got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, like we said before this podcast, has the possibility to be the first team ever to play their Super Bowl in their hometown in Tampa Bay this year. I don't want that to happen. I don't think it's going to happen because, like Devontae Adams has said, there has been no real competition or team that can stop this Green Bay offense. Rodgers and Adams, Valda Scantling, Aaron Jones, these guys have been going off. They did it against the number one uh, defense in the league of the Rams. But Tampa Bay does have a strong defense, too. It's not like they're any slouches. They have good offense, good defense. So they're going to be a tough team to beat. And and a big thing, too, Tom Brady is missing one of his clutch receivers, Antonio Brown, this week. He will not be playing. So I think that's a big factor and why I believe. Yeah, of course it is, Steelers fan. You can't lie. He's been playing nasty these past few weeks. Well, it is in Lambeau Field, so the boys in Florida have to make the trek all the way to Wisconsin to go play Green Bay, and they yeah, had yeah. their way with the L.A. Rams last week, you know, against the best defense in all of football. Uh, Devontae Adams exposed Jalen Ramsey the whole game, you know, scored a couple of touchdowns. But Tampa Bay handed Green Bay their worst loss of the season early on, yeah, winning by multiple possessions and just Aaron Rodgers throwing multiple picks, which you never see anyway, especially this year, only throwing five the whole season. So Tampa Bay has Tampa Bay is going to play Green Bay, but it's also January 2021 for the NFC Championship in Lambeau, not the sunny sunshine of Tampa Bay in September. So yeah. with that being said, I think Green Bay advanced the Super Bowl 55 in Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, so do I. Um, and then the other side in the AFC, we have the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs coming off both great wins. Um, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, he's cleared protocol uh, very quickly, as a matter of fact, concussion protocol. He took snaps almost right away after the game, and he just wants to play. He really wants to play. Uh, we got Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be questionable or maybe out for this game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Sammy Watkins, they're all questionable for today's 
Sunday game. So uh, do you think that with all these injuries and everything, um, maybe Buffalo has a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? I had a chance for the game even started. Yep. I think so a good team. Too. Not only Patrick Mahomes is going to be 100%, not for his head, but for his toe, who we yeah. heard in the last week's game against the Browns. Um, was not as mobile as we know Patrick Mahomes to be, and it kind of affected him running the ball, throwing the ball. And I don't know if that led to his concussion, the way he slid. I'm still surprised he actually sustained the concussion from the way he got hit by Mac Wilson last week. But regardless, he's back. He's going to be playing Sunday night. Um, Andy Reid, first time ever an NFL coach has led a team to three straight championship games between two teams, the Chiefs and the Eagles. So I think he should be in the conversation of the best coach of all time. Him, Belichick, yeah, Shula, I think should be on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. Yeah. But I think Buffalo's got a real shot. You know, they're going into Kansas City. There's going to be some fans there at Arrowhead. But Buffalo, they know how to play in the cold. They're going to Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, I think this team's really hungry. You know, they're kind of playing with house money right now. They're not. I don't think a lot of people would have thought that the Buffalo Bills would be in the AFC title game. I think all the pressure's on Kansas City to win. Exactly. They're the the betting favorites to run it back, win back-to-back titles. And I think, you know, Buffalo, young team, I think playing with house money, I think they're going to rip. So I, yeah. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to make it to Super Bowl 55. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you because I think Stefan Diggs and what Josh Allen have been able to do together is quite insane. Uh, I know Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to be 100%, but he still has great but, weapons. And you know, also going to be 100% is both their running backs within Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Le'Veon Bell, even if they play. Yeah, even if they play. So it's going to be tough for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not going to be an easy one. But this is something I want to point out. I don't know if it's you who told me this, but almost every year State Farm has these two players in their commercials. And those two players or those two teams often make it to the Super Bowl. And this year it was Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So if we see fixes on. I think it's rigged a little bit because I think Buffalo is going to come out slinging the ball, like you said. And I think they're going to win this game too. Uh, It's going to be a close one. Uh, I just think because I boycott the NFL if it's Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Are you going to what? Boycott? I have to boycott. I'm saying I'm going to have to boycott it too. It's just State Farm owns the NFL right now. Um, Aside from the title games, you got some other NFL news. Deshaun Watson, he's kind of linked, preferring going to the Jets, the New York Jets. And if the Jets get Deshaun Watson, like you said earlier, they would be drafting Devontae Smith. Smith. Devontae Smith. And then, obviously, if that trade did happen, Sam Darnold most likely would go over to the Houston Texans. Do you Absolute think this- dumpster fire in Houston right yeah. now. And taking the Texans, the Texans are talking to Josh McCown as a head coach for the head coaching job right now. I like uh, Josh McCown. He's a good, quarter- a good quarterback in the NFL, good, good journeyman, whatnot. But has but, never uh, coached a game in his life. Exactly. So I don't know if that's the best candidate. Like you said, dumpster fire. Do you think Deshaun Watson will go to the Jets or do you think he's has somewhere else that you, you think? Well, he's go? Jets are number one. Dolphins are number two. I preferably yeah. think I think the Houston wants to deal him to Miami just because yeah, of that, that guy coming back might be a little bit better than Sam Darnold. But yeah. they already they already made a deal with the Dolphins last year. And it did not work at all, I think, for Houston because they're without a first overall pick or first round pick this year because they traded for Laramie Tunzel from Miami. And that pick this year happens to be the third overall pick. So Miami, they stay away, get two first round, they get for two first round picks this year. And one of them happens to be third overall. So they're going to get an absolute stud player, wherever it may be. It may be a Stevante Smith, maybe not. Because I do, honestly, if the Jets don't make this deal, I, I think they draft quarterback. And if they do, it's, I think it's inevitable that that number six, Alabama is going to be in the green in the Meadowlands. 
coming yeah, into next season. But yeah, like the Houston Texans are an absolute dumpster fire of an organization. It's an absolute joke. I can't believe JJ Watt's been there for that long. I'm saying. Uh, so they should be finishing dead last next year. Yeah, I, I agree. Watson and DJ, JJ Watt on this team. Yeah, and they still have, uh, talking about them and their previous head coach, Bill O'Brien, you told me, uh, has been appointed as offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Alabama. Of all places, they get Bill O'Brien. I don't think that's great for Alabama. I'm not a huge fan of Bill O'Brien. Um, I don't oh think, I don't know if you are. He should have fired years ago. Yeah, he should have been fired so long ago. Didn't know how to handle that DeAndre Hopkins situation. Ended up trading him and everything. It was just, it was ridiculous. So the fact that he got a coaching job at Alabama kind of shocks me. Um, but something I think you wanted to talk about was the Dan Campbell interview. <laughs> um, so the, the Detroit Lions just hired Dan Campbell as their new head coach. Dude. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator in Miami for a number of years. Um, this interview, I think, to say the least, was very unexpected the way he delivered it, because mm-hmm. I think the Detroit Lions will be resorting to cannibalism for the 2021-2022 season. Because, you know, once they get knocked down, they're going to bite your kneecap off. And on the way up, they might take a couple more hunks out of that knee, maybe a couple elbow chunks. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, <laughs> I not like you're going to hear the same interview a thousand times from head coaches, like, oh, we're going to be competitive. We're going to try to be competitive. You know, it might not happen right away, but we're going to be competitive. No, Dan Campbell's yeah. unique. Dan yeah, Campbell's yeah. unique. Yeah, exactly. um, I think I would love to. I would, I would run through a brick wall for Dan Campbell to play on for his team. Absolutely. I think <laughs> this is what Detroit needs right now. Detroit sports is lacking everywhere you look at it. Yeah. Detroit Red Wings are an absolute joke. The Detroit Lions have been an absolute joke since they came into the NFL. And that was what? Oh, 80 years ago. Um, <laughs> the Detroit Tigers are an absolute joke. And I'm missing one more. The, Pistons. Oh, the Detroit Pistons are an absolute joke. They're playing. They're playing okay, but like the fact that they, like, they have Blake Griffin, not doing good. Exactly. They're they're breaking it around too. So, like you said, so, Detroit City needs to wake up. And I think this Dan Campbell's place. got a good right. It's a it's a good start. With Dan Campbell yeah. being hired. Hundred percent. Um, that's awesome to see. Uh, moving on to the Super Bowl. There's been some news about the Super Bowl. Uh, twenty-two thousand fans are able to attend the Super Bowl, and they're inviting seventy-five hundred vaccinated healthcare workers to show the support for the healthcare workers that have been fighting through this pandemic for almost a full year now. It take that, that in. has been a full year. Well, yeah, I remember. I remember the week before the Super Bowl making that pong table that the first COVID case came in Canada. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, it's here, and I think like it should be within like next week. I think that memory's gonna pop up. Could have been me. Could have been but me. I think, uh, honestly, well. I think it was here way before, but we're not a health podcast. Yeah, I, I just want to say my roommates here think maybe I was the first case here at Brock since uh, that weekend of like joining 24th to 26th. I went to New York City with for my mom's That's birthday. Right. And that was the epicenter of the coronavirus at that time. So who knows if I got it? I didn't feel any symptoms. Uh, so I Malcolm, came back. I'm not, we're going to start the room with Malcolm Stark coronavirus in Canada. Yep, right now. Yep, right now. Right now. Yep, you did it. Good on you, kid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been a full year now. I can't, that's crazy to believe, but this is good news, uh, from the, from the NFL showing their support for the vaccinated healthcare workers once again. And then to finish off with the NFL, we know Philip Rivers has retired from the NFL after a long career. Uh, he's now living his second dream of being a high school football coach. Uh, that's what he said. His two dreams were playing in the NFL and being a high school football coach. And now he's been, he's done both. Uh, but he's also in talks with ESPN to join the Monday night football booth. Which is, I think, would be awesome because he was a dadgummit, dadgummit. He, he was a big, big, big uh, smack uh, talker. talker. 
Yeah, trash talker in the NFL. So I think that personality will be great to bring on into the Monday Night Food. So how long do you give Drew Brees before he retires? Uh, I he should, he should retire right now. He has that contract lined up to go commentate too. I think I know after his season this year, all those injuries and everything, it would have been sick to see him go out on top because Drew Brees is a good go, good guy, a good quarterback, great quarterback, arguably the goat uh, with Tom Brady. But I don't know. I don't think he has another year left in him. What do you think? Well, I had no idea how much injuries he was dealing with to start or for the season. So I think that's why we saw his play regress this year. So honestly, I think he's going to have one more year at it. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to get going. He's going to give it one more year because yeah. know, 11 cracked ribs. I mean, that's pretty hard to come back from and play up to your potential. Yeah. So if he gets back and healthy, you know, if he thinks that his injuries are going to be with him next year, I don't think he's coming back. But if he honestly believes he can be 100% coming into 2000, September of 2021, I think he gives it one more shot. And looking wow. for another Lombardi ring. Yeah. You know, New Orleans has got one of the best teams in the league. Can't guard Man. Mike, Kamara, yeah, Cam Jordan, a lot of more. It's, it's a pretty stacked team. And I don't think you want to be seeing Jameis. Or, oh, but you know what? I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet, but Drew Brees kind of little whispering to Jameis saying it's your team. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, even after Jameis, the, the longest pass of the year for New Orleans, that 56-yard bomb, the wide-open play that got run on them against Chicago, which was dropped by Mims, uh, wide open. They did it the next week. They did the same exact play, and it was a bomb from Jameis. Great touchdown, but obviously ended up losing that game. So I think I want to see Jameis take over this team. He's a good quarterback. Obviously, getting from two years ago, getting having that 30-30 and 30 season, not great at all. But still, he can throw touchdowns. He's got to be more disciplined, and I think he'll be a great quarterback. Yeah, Sean Payne's a pretty good guy. Uh, yeah. crafting those. I know Bruce Arians is supposed to be the quarterback guru, but, I mean, Sean Payne's got a proven track record with, again, yeah. that Super Bowl ring, unlike Bruce Arians. So I think exactly. chalk it up to Super Bowl rings over quarterback guru names. The soccer now, the Premier League table is hot with a lot of action really much all over the place this week with people leading over it. But as we stand right now, it's Manchester United at the top of the Premier League table. It's been fluctuant the whole week, whether that was be Leicester City or Manchester City at the top of the table. But right now, it's the Manchester United Red Devils at the top with 40 points, 12-4-3 record. Uh, Paul Pogba scored an absolute screamer off the left foot this week. Um, so I, it's going to be changing again by the time we talk about it because it's going to be changing. Pretty fluctuant all over the place. That's so close. I'm looking at the standings now. That, that is ridiculously close. All those top teams there. Yeah, a little half, a little, little sports chasm action. But Arsenal is <laughs> out of the FA Cup with a one nothing loss to Southampton. The fourth round of the FA Cup yesterday or this morning, excuse me. Uh, it's a terrible season for the Gunners. I think all, all around, it's been awful. You ever yeah. anywhere you look at it, it's nothing to be impressed about. Um, and Liverpool scoreless in the last 400 minutes and. Before, uh, I believe it was Thursday's tilt against Burnley, our good friend Mateus Levera, co-host of the Mateus Show, big Red supporter, pretty confident going in this one against Burnley. And, oh, they lost 1-0 to Burnley. First <laughs> loss at home at Anfield for Liverpool in over five years. Absolutely amazing. Very, yeah. And if you do the math correctly, that's over five games without Liverpool scoring a goal. Uh, it's been a tumultuous there for them as well, but not for the reasons what you would think they are because most of it has been chalked up to players being hurt. Haven't played with Virgil van Dijk yeah. the whole season pretty much. Uh, Trent Alexander has really? missed time. Mo Salah has missed time. Bobby Firmino has missed time. Yep. A lot of star players on this team have not played significant minutes for your Klopp side. So if you want to, if Mateus, if you're looking for excuses, 
there's one this there's one to say it for you but it should be an absolute entertaining finish on the way to may for the premier league and it's not over january's not over yet we got about eight days left in the january transfer window we know we saw in pure finesse's ig that david alba was linked to be going to madrid but uh, those talk, those talks have halted because of the old man saying, I want to go to Madrid. And if you don't name Mario Mandzukic, he's on his way to AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's again, no spring chicken. He's about know, 31 years of age. So they will have the oldest front two, I think in European football ever with him and Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah. being 37 years old. So 31, 37 years old, you know, they're not going to be outpacing anybody anytime soon in Milan. <laughs> But that will do it for the weekly recap. Very excited for McGregor Poirier tonight. Sunday, we got the AFC NFC title game. Super Bowl just two weeks away. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Enjoy the jungle <laughs> juice, my friends. And hey, thank you. Stay positive, test negative. Until hey, what then. The, what about the boys? What about the boys? We're calling them out? Okay, I guess so. so okay. <laughs> I thought you wanted to. All right, we're drawing some balls here. I'm here for this. So yesterday. <laughs> The boys 98, absolute great pot or great TikTokers, great Instagram, great YouTubers. Uh, if you have if you miss OG Nelk, go have a look at the boys in 98. They're absolute gems of guys, you know, local from the GTA area. Um, their content's amazing, absolute fans. Wednesdays at 8 30. If you don't watch, subscribe, follow, like, comment on their page as well as ours. They have uh, they play some beer pong, Malcolm. And uh, to say the least, I wasn't too impressed. Pardon? I wasn't too impressed. You weren't too impressed. I, I was watching a few days ago too. It didn't look like anything special to me. No, uh, right? I think we, uh, I don't know if you remember, but first year, remember when we used to absolutely annihilate kids? I was pretty disgusted. We were 19 was, years of age, of course. Keep the ball in. Keep the ball in, we say. Keep the ball well, we in. We were 19 years of age, of course. Over 19. Yep. Legally responsible. Yep. But boys of 98, you're listening? We're calling you out, buddy. We're calling you out, boys. We want a, we want a beer pong match. Yeah. Beer finesse, boys of 98. Let's make it happen. Well, Unless it's you're scared. Be, I mean, it's okay. Did, if you did guys you say it was going to be a, a naked mile? If, if I think happens. it would, because I don't think they're missing. I don't think they're in the cup. I don't think so. Damn. Some big oh. words out here. So call Boys 98, right Matt, Chanchi, Chip, Macaron, Gardner Minshew, I should say, Stefan. We know you're probably buzzed right now for two cottage springs. Stefan, you're listening? <laughs> We're calling you out. It's Stefan game time. A bigger lightweight than me. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm saying something. But yeah, beer pong match on your terms. We'll be ready. So stay positive. Test negative. For now, it's Jacob and Cole.